Hello and welcome to Here in LA, Mid-City Edition. Today we talk with Ben Camacho. Ben is a journalist, a photographer, and a native Southern Californian who grew up in the OC and has made a name for himself here in LA from a brouhaha he is entangled with with the LAPD and the city attorney. Ben asked the city for all the names and photos of the LAPD, since those are all public information, and he received them. Once he published them online, the police union freaked out and had the city attorney sue Ben to get them back. You'll never guess what happened in court or what led to a second lawsuit where Ben might be on the hook for millions of dollars. So with no further ado, here's Ben Camacho. Hey everybody, I am here in Mid-City with Ben Camacho. Hey! <laughs> What's up everyone? Ben is actually at, at my beautiful studios here in uh, Little Armenia. Ben, thanks for making the trek all the way over here. Yeah, of course. Thanks so much for having me. Ben, you are a journalist in the news. I am. Uh, who, who are you? Who are, you <laughs> are you a freelancer? Who do you write for? Yeah, I mean, I guess technically I am a freelancer. Um, but I'm the photo editor at Knock LA right now. Photo editor? Yeah. Is that why you've got this fancy camera over here? Yeah, I mean, I carry the camera with me pretty much everywhere I go. Um, so, but, you know, before I was a journalist, I was a photographer mm -hmm. and just kind of been doing that for, I think, like eight, nine years now. But Would yeah. your dream to be a photo journalist, like combine the two? I mean, I think, no, not anymore. So... For a while, when I was in college, I think that's what I really wanted to do. But then I did it for a few years, <laughs> and it was just, um, I don't know, I wanted more from like the stories that I was telling. I think mm -hmm. photography is extremely powerful, um, but I started to kind of like follow certain topics and come across certain things that I just felt that would uh, be better in writing, and so that's why I kind of shifted so, over to writing. So a yeah. picture tells a thousand words, but you got a thousand more. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't know. I've had like a weird relationship with photography for as long as I've been shooting. I think since I was a kid, I knew that I wanted to do some type of art. Um, but then once I hit, uh, I think it was a freshman in college, uh, my buddy was kind of pushing me to get a camera. And so I just <laughs> somehow got a camera. I, I forget what I did exactly, but um, I came across this camera and started photographing music. And so that was kind of my whole intro to just like storytelling in general. Um, I was photographing a lot of like punk shows or hardcore sh uh, shows in Orange really? County. Yeah, here in LA too. You don't and look like a punk rocker to me. I, I mean, should I look a certain way yes, to you photograph should, you a show? you should have a mohawk, you should have some uh, Doc Martens. Come on, fit the, fit the box. No, there's probably a poster of The Clash around here. What there's, I love about The Clash. There's whatever that yeah. is behind you. <laughs> Whatever that is. I'm just kidding. <laughs> this is this is Mr. Nirvana. I know. I, mean, I, I got know. another one of him over there too. Yeah. I love Kurt Cobain. But he's dope. But, yeah. but I think you're you're making fun of me because <laughs> because real no. punk doesn't have a uniform. Sure, but also I mean for the record, I don't claim to be punk or anything like that. I just love the scene. I love the energy, and I think um, photographing music and also hip hop too uh, made me realize just like the power in a photo mm -hmm. um, and what it and. I guess understanding what it means to be in community mm -hmm. um, because I'm there uh, to document an artist, to document an audience, to document words and sounds. 
mm-hmm. and what they do to people on both sides of the stage, right? Music, um, music does do stuff to us. Right. And I think from that, so I kind of shifted towards just like doing more street photography or just photographing everything around me. And here I am. <laughs> so let's, so let's rewind ago. a little bit. Sure. You grew up in Santa Ana? Yeah. Uh, so Orange County, for those yeah. of you who, uh, you know, we have an audience of people who don't live here. Sick. And so, so I try to, I try to help them out. I mean, I can't imagine listening to this and not knowing the differences. But one of the differences <laughs> of yeah. of LA County and Orange County is Santa Ana isn't like Mission Viejo. No, it's not, and it's it's kind of funny. So two things I want to say. I guess like the first one, it's still funny to me nowadays when like I'll meet people out here, right, and they'll be like, oh, like, where are you from? And like, I feel like half the people that I meet nowadays are transplants. Um, meaning like they're not from Southern California in general. Right. Like they're from, I don't know, some random state. Yeah. Whatever. Right. And so I have to differentiate that I'm not from LA, but that I'm from Orange County, but to them, it's like the same thing. But I'm Mm -hmm. like, you know, for being a local, it's like, well, no, they're actually very, very different. Yeah. Um, so, so, so how would you yeah. say Santa Ana is different from the rest of Orange County? Oh man, it's, it's really, it's its own bubble. Um, it's a predominantly Latino neighborhood, which or you city, are, right? sorry. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm Mexican. Um, just straight up both your, both your parents are Mexican. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I'm first generation. Oh, you are. Yeah. Yeah. Right um, how's your it, Spanish? It's great. Well, I ask because a lot of first gen, yeah, uh, I'll call them kids, <laughs> feel that their Spanish isn't great. Yeah, I mean, okay, look, I I can speak Spanish. I'm fluent. I can write. Uh, but when I go to Mexico and I'm with my family, like they'll be like, "Yeah, you sound like a white kid." <laughs> like, so your accent is yeah, different. yeah, yeah, for sure. And they from, can like, tell. Yeah, I mean, so I got family in, in the Lefe, which is Mexico City. Uh-huh. So, like, they have their own accent. Uh, they sound like Chilangos. And then I, I got... What, fa- what's that? It's just, like, what they call... Okay, my understanding is what they call people that are from Mexico City. Okay. Um, so, locals. Yeah, They yeah, sound yeah. like locals. Yeah, but then I'll see family in, like, another state where, like, they just don't sound anything at all. Like, like uh, the Mexico City accent. So, and Mexico City has its own unique thing. Yeah, yeah, they do. That, that is... Clearly audible for other people within the country. And and I think it's funny because like I'll go, I'll go see my family over there and I'll come back and I'll start like, hablando así, you know, like just I'll have the accent with me and then I'll like realize, oh, I'm back in the U.S. Like I don't like no one knows why I sound like that right now, (laughs) (laughs) but it's because like they really have this accent over there. Mm -hmm. Um, So kind of going back to like Santa Ana, Mm -hmm. I think so a lot of the community there is from Michoacan. Oh. Which was where my dad's side is from too. Okay. Um, and anytime you drive outside of Santa Ana, especially if you go south, um, you're just—it's just vastly different. Um, there's there's for, fe- there's fewer Latinos the further south you go in OC. Yeah, I mean, look, Orange County. What was it that Ronald Reagan once said? It's like Orange County is where good Republicans go retire or something like that. Oh, is that what he said? Yeah, something something along those lines. And wow. I I, th- I think that kind of he didn't retire down there. He retired in Santa Barbara. Good for him. <laughs> <laughs>
this is why I love LA. Like, like, how yeah. different is your Belinda from Santa Ana? Probably Dude, pretty it's different. Like, okay, right? look, I'll tell you. The bat there's this area, there's this neighborhood in your Belinda that has a lake inside of it, and people just have like their little docks and their private boats, and people just hang out. Like that's their backyard. Mm-hmm. Uh, the only lakes in Santa Ana are like. You know, they're, they're not, they don't have docks with boats on them. I'll just, I'll say that, you know, there's like crazy geese that will run after you, but, um, yeah. Even, anyway, I mean, even, look, even the geese are gangster. I mean, yeah, there's, <laughs> there's, there's definitely, uh, some gangster geese at Centennial Park. Um, I remember growing up cause like I, I used to have to walk through that park to get home mm-hmm. from, uh, when I was in high school and, uh, um, what high school? I went to Sagerstrom High School. Shanker. It, Shanker. Uh, what's it called again? Segerstrom. 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 Seger, like a last name? Segerstrom? Is there a street yes. called that there? There's a Segerstrom family. Are they Dutch, do you think? What do you think that is? Is that German? I don't know. They're white. It's it's European name. Yes. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. Yeah. They own a bunch of stuff, and I'm sure they're... They have uh, money in the. They landed. Stuff, they landed so. there, and they're like, fine. Yeah. I mean, like Santa Ana used to be like it was all you know back in I don't know like the early 1900s or something. It was all just like fields, orange groves, uh, orange and stuff, groves, right? and so that's kind of like where this whole thing comes from. And so to kind of like go back to kind of like tie that to myself. So like my great grandma uh, recently passed away, but she uh, came here during like the 50s to essentially like work in those fields. And really? so like I come from that. And so um, it was kind of cool too, because I recently learned that my great grandpa who I, like, I don't know him and like, I don't know who in my family actually knew him, but he actually was a railroad worker back in the day. And so wow. like, like my blood is actually like in that land over there in Orange County. And so I think I would say you're more than first gen then if grandparents <clears throat> were there. Yeah, but then it's like... But then they went back to Mexico, had your parents? Those, like, those great-grandparents... So, like, that great... My great-grandma, she came here, and then, like, her uh, her kids came... Uh, not all her kids came at once, but then, like... Because, like, my grandma was still in Mexico when she was over here, mm-hmm. and and then my family was born in Mexico, and then they came over here kind of, like, little by little, everyone, like, came over mm-hmm. here, because, like, all because my great-grandma was, like... Yeah, like there's work over here, you know. Oh, we got a house over here now, and suddenly like the Camachos are over here. Or, nice. Well, we, I mean, prior to my grandpa entering, we didn't have this last name, but she kind of like set the stage for everyone to be like, all right, like there's work over here, and so, mm-hmm. um, so, so true yeah. migrants. Yeah. So when there's work, you're up here. When there's not work, you go back home. Yeah, just kind of like sending money back. Yeah. Um, or just staying out here and trying to find a way. Which but, it seems like to me, and I, I'm definitely no expert, but it seems like from reading, neither am I. But, like, but from reading Kate, Kate Lithicum in the in the LA Times, yeah. who's, who's I think one of the best Mexican correspondents that any newspaper has had, um, and and now I think she she spends most of her time living down there, so she she's really nice. telling real stories. But from the migrant stories I've heard from her, uh, these workers come up when it's warm or when there's work, and then they come back down. And it's it's the traveling back and forth that's mm. more dangerous for them than actually working up here or living down there. And that's really sad because these are just people just trying to feed their families. I mean, mm-hmm. they're not trying to take over the world. They don't want my job because <laughs> <laughs> my job isn't doing what yeah, they do. Yeah, and people don't want their jobs either. So, But I mean, look, I want to be clear. Like, I have no relation. Like, I can't relate to that on the person on like a very... 
You've never I, picked oranges? Right, right. I mean, for fun, because I got an orange tree in front of my building. You do? Yeah. Right on. Yeah. <laughs> but I've not, you know, so it's like, I, I just want to say, like, I come from all that. And so yeah. to kind of like, when I think about Orange County, when I think about what Santa Ana is, I think about those times. I don't think about what South County is, because mm-hmm. South County, like, you, you, you go to Laguna Beach, like, I've been pulled over there so many times. No. Yeah, and it's like like I've had cops call me and my friends, okay, Santa Ana, like like they they see we're from Santa Ana and like they'll start like calling us that and things like that. And it's just like it's so blatantly racist over there that I just don't think that they really learned anything in 2020. Because okay, look to me, it seems like white people learned a lot in 2020, mm-hmm. and I don't think <laughs> Laguna Beach learned anything in 2020. So it hasn't stuck. It's. So I've kind of been like all throughout Orange County. Like when I, growing up, I used to like we we lived in like several different cities before we like landed in Santa Ana. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I think once I got a car, my late teens um, started to explore more, you know, and kind mm-hmm. of like leave town more and go to South County because that's where all the nice beaches are, you know. Mm. Um, what are your favorite beaches down there? Victoria Beach by far. Where's that? Uh, it is, I know so little about Orange it's, County. it's, uh, just take PCH. You pat, you keep going South. You pass downtown Laguna. Oh, it is in Laguna. Yeah. It's, it's part of Laguna. I think, I think I've been there then. Yeah. It's got these stairs that like go into the ocean. It's, it's beautiful. Yeah. It's so sick. <laughs> and, and somehow the sun is prettier there. Yeah. It's amazing. Like, I mean, I, I know right now there's like a giant like sewage spill and so they had to shut yeah. down. So don't go there, but <laughs> you know, maybe in like, I don't know, a year when, or whenever all the poop is out the water, you can go there and check. Intentionally, you went to a rock show instead of the prom? Did you not have a girlfriend? I did at the time. Yeah. Did she go to your school? No, no. All my so friends you went were to like, her, her prom? No, I didn't go to like anyone's thing. You I, never but, went to prom? Ben Camacho? No. By the way, related to Macho Camacho? No. Damn it. Everyone, I, <laughs> everyone who's older than me asked me that question. Because he was so fun to watch. And that's what they say as you soon as I tapes? say no. He was handsome. He... He was flamboyant. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm a black man. We sure. love both of those things. That's what <laughs> Ali was. If you're gonna if you're gonna do anything, have some style. You know, I feel that. Like, I let them that. know you're in the ring. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, Kamaki look, it, it's funny because like now, like I've had that said to me. I've asked, I've had that asked to me so many times, <laughs> and it's like I've never seen him fight. And I need to watch a fight. So if anyone out there can send me like his to, most legendary fight. To I'll... be honest, I don't remember any of his fights. <laughs> so he sucked. <laughs> no, I think he, he must have been good, but I don't remember. He like... was just known for his style. His style okay, was cool. His okay. style was cool. Cool. Yeah. Okay. Um, I went to a show. I just, I don't know. I love music. And I think that's kind of like why I went down the path of being a music photographer. Because it felt... I felt like home at shows, um, whether it's in a backyard, an alley, or a venue. It just, I don't know, it did something to me, you know. And so, I, you know, I'm like a teenager at the time. I'm like learning about myself. And so music was definitely like that, um, I don't know, formative um, factor. Yeah. Uh, 
you kind of come across a little bit like Lex Olivia Ray to me in that you're both journalists working for smaller outlets. And we'll mm. get to this a little bit later. Yeah. But you're kind of shy a little bit is what it seems like. I hate talking to more than five people at once. Really? It is the worst thing ever. And so, yeah, I mean... And and we can de- we'll definitely dive into this once well, we get into the. Well, I got bad news stuff. for you because we got six hot chicks in the background. Oh my god! Up. Okay, <laughs> I'm gonna leave. I'm have kidding. you done Have you done public speaking before? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've had to kind of. I kind of got thrown into this whole thing, obviously, you know. Yeah. But I spoke at Yale in October in like what? a room of. Yeah, it was sick. I spoke at Yale to like a bunch of First Amendment attorneys about the case. Um, I was on like a panel uh, with some heads of like NAHJ and the other uh, journal organizations. And then um, I've done like two or three, I think, uh, kind of like workshops, teach-ins for local universities on on. journalism and like public records type of stuff. You were being sued by the city attorney of Los Angeles. Actually, technically, you're being sued by Los Angeles, right? Yes. Yes, I am. Is that kind of (laughs) cool? It sucks. It does suck? <laughs> yeah, it sucks. Okay, first of all, you know you're going to win, though, right? I mean, look, yes. But you know you're going to win. I'm putting that out there, and I always say that out loud. Like, it's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. But I do also have to, like, consider the 1% chance that it doesn't go my way. Okay. Let's, let's, let's tell the people what it is. Sure. From what I understand, uh-huh. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to mansplain your, your lawsuit. Okay, mansplain my lawsuit. From what I've read, you <laughs> I'm laughing because this is such a silly thing. <laughs> it's so silly. You asked the city for public information uh-huh. about the police, including photographs of all the police. That's correct. The city wildly said, here you go. And I say wildly because when I worked at the LA Times and I'm surrounded by journalists who had to deal with City Hall in the city. It would take them sometimes years to get like the most simple information. Mm-hmm. You shot for the moon. Mm-hmm. You asked all the prettiest girls basically for their phone number <laughs> and their email address, and you got it. You got it. You got it on a flash drive. I mean, I the understood. photos are pretty ugly. If you uh, understood, <laughs> but but you shot for something that I would never. I would have said sure. they're just going to say no to me, or they're going to make me wait a hundred years. And yeah. It's not going to be of any value. Yeah. So what I understood was you got all of this and you put it online. And then it spread. And then the police uh, uh, union got upset, made up a bunch of lies, and pressured the city attorney to ask you to put it, to give it back. Mm. Which, in the internet, that's kind of like... Back. That's impossible. You right. can't do that. This, yeah. is, this is a rock and roll chord that has already been yeah. strummed. It's, just, it's like a boomer like trying to come to terms with the internet and getting mad and then not... Like understanding how the world works. So did I describe this properly? Yeah. And I think like to kind of like tie this section to our previous conversation about like photography and just like how it came up. It's like, I think I had to go through everything I went through as a photographer, as a photojournalist and like understand photography and be a visual person in order for me to have thought, oh, I should do a PRA for these photos. Like all of that had to happen in order for my brain to, you know, just be like, let me PRA all this. So because because to you, life is words and photos. Yes, yes. And so if we're gonna talk about the cops, I need a picture. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I just, and and we uh, know that the pictures are public record. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, so what's the big deal? It's it's interesting because like I think prior to so like I prior to LA, I did it in Santa Ana. You, you requested this in Santa Ana? For yeah, I, and I got them before. So, like, all of LA happens, but prior, like, about a year prior, I had done the same thing in Santa Ana, and um, I did get the photos. There was some, like, court stuff that happened, but, yeah, you know, it wasn't a huge deal, like, LA, essentially. Right. So. What was your purpose for doing it down there? Yeah, so, I mean, that ties to, like, the reporting that I've done about a police gang in the side of the Santa Ana Police Department. What? So, there's gangs there too. Yeah, of course. I, there's no. I'm I'm the most ignorant, naive person there is. Uh huh. When I wouldn't say that, but I feel this way. Okay. Valid. But I but I think that's a good place to come from. Sure. Because I I learn every day because mm-hmm. I'm so stupid. But I have to ask the questions though. <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. So when 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 it came out that there was gangs in the sheriff's department, mm. I was shocked. Yeah. Totally shocked. Yeah. And now you're telling me there's gangs in Santa Ana police force. Is it is it similar to what the deputies were were all about? Like you had to get a tattoo and yeah, I mean they have tattoos. They have like a challenge coin type of thing. I hate those. And coins. they have their misconduct. They hang out together. Uh, the chief is part of it. The chief uh, of police the, was it in the gang too? Well, I mean not like officially, but he kind of is like the ringleader in a sense because <gasps> he's aware of misconduct, but he doesn't do anything about what, it. What kind of misconduct are you talking about? Uh, well, I allegedly, guess that, yeah, yeah, allegedly. <laughs> uh, there was a there was a so they're called the Met, uh, MET Major Enforcement Team. Okay. Um, and in August of 2020, I believe. They were hanging out off duty at a restaurant on Bristol Street, which is like a major street mm-hmm. in Santa Ana uh, called Gulichi Town. And they're hanging out there. And they, uh, I think one or two of them allegedly uh, groped a 15-year-old girl who was at the restaurant as well. Um, the girl's family calls the cops on the off-duty cops, not knowing that they're off-duty cops. Oh. So on duty, Santa Ana PD shows up. They start investigating off-duty cops who allegedly did the thing uh, were gone by the time the other guys showed up. Families pretty much telling them, like, yo, this happened, this happened. They were saying they're cops. And um, essentially, the on-duty investigating cops basically realized, like, oh, these are, like, we know those guys. And so (laughs) they ruled the whole thing as, like, no crime had occurred. This family's Mm. just drunk. Mm. And so... That is known. It's like an open secret within the Santa Ana Police Department mm-hmm. <clears throat> called the Kulichi Town Incident. And mm. uh, so that incident is essentially why I started reporting on the Santa Ana Police Department. So I received some information about it, um, heard some, certain people were involved in it. And then there's a fight that happens on May 5th of 2021 uh, in the city of Santa Ana in downtown where one of those guys, part of the Met, off-duty, was involved in a fight with uh, members of the public. And this fight was witnessed by many people. It was, you know, it was video and stuff like that. And I saw some of this video, and I saw this guy, and I'm like, I think this is the same guy from, you know, the Met. Mm-hmm. And I tried to essentially get his name from the city, and they're like, we're not going to give you this name. And so I just kind of thought well i have his video uh let me just get a photo of him and then i'll be able to id him myself and so Mm -hmm. i put that first pra for 
the cop photos of Santa Ana. Uh, the police union's like, wait, no, don't do that. But then my lawyer's like, no, we're going to do this. And then the cop uh, cop union drops it. Really? Photos get released. I can ID this guy. And then several months later, I write the story about the Santa Ana police gang. Ben Camacho. That's journalism. It was honestly insane. Like, That's real journalism, <laughs> right? Yeah, it was crazy. Like that, The first info I got of that was apparently stuffed into someone's mailbox. And it was just like, incident number and like a date or something and like that's what i started with and kind of having to piece together the incident through multiple pras having to like the city lied about having records uh lied, had, lied how that they didn't have these they told this other person looking into the incident that they didn't have any records because they had passed the amount of time that they uh, like the retention period that the city had uh but then once i started asking and then we sued them. They were like, oh, yeah, we have these records. And so, like, they try to cover it up. Like, it was, it's a classic cover-up. And, like, right. the police chief, there's emails where he's, like, look, like, he's he's aware of these PRAs coming in. And he's signing the denial letters saying, we don't have these. You know, we don't have these. These don't exist or things like that. Yeah. But it's, like, because those are his boys. Right. And so, yeah, I, I don't know. Anyway, I wrote... But his boys are groping 15-year-olds and getting drunk <laughs> yeah. in town. Yeah. Like, do that, in, do that in Hollywood. Yeah, and one recently got a DUI, and then, like, later that year... And then earlier that same year, another one, like, totaled his truck out in Victorville, and, like, these... Anyway, so... Oh, oh. Yeah. You have lawyers? I do. God bless lawyers. Seriously, they have saved. Shout out to Susan Seeger from UCI, Colleen Flynn, and Dan Stormer, because okay. they're the ones holding it down against. How the city. did you know to reach out to those lawyers? So did they teach you that in Laverne? Hell no. <laughs> <laughs> Like the, the, the chronological like timeline of events in my life through journalism is just crazy because it all just kind of like worked out. That's like 2018 happens, 2019 happens where uh, SB 1421 is a law that went into effect that essentially opened up uh, four types of misco police misconduct records that essentially the public could now uh, PRA, right? Could request records. On, For the on whole that. state? For the whole state. Great. Uh, four types of uh, police misconduct. And so I hear about this law and I'm like, cool. So on January 1st, <laughs> I submit to the Santa Ana PD. I'm like, hey, give me all of the records that pertain to this law that are in your possession. And then so, uh, I mean, this was groundbreaking legislation. Like nothing like this has happened. I think there's this idea that California is a very progressive state. And in many ways it is. But where we are very far behind is the amount of secrecy that we allow or that we give or sorry, that the police have lobbied for over the years and have gained. Um, and so SB 1421 kind of gives us a, a window to look into what's going on inside. And so, yeah, so this law comes around. I make this request. And then several months later, I received the first uh, it was like 10,000 documents from the city. Police shootings, uses of force, things like that. Like to this day, I haven't even gone through all of them because it's just there's so many. Um, Do they give yeah. it to you uh, in paper form, electronically? Uh, electronically, it was great. Uh, actually, 
back then they did a CD. I had to go into the police department um, and basically get, yeah, take a CD from them and stuff like that. Um, but I was working with a community organization at the time to kind of get these records. Um, and they had already heard about the UCI clinic that was helping people with uh, California public records requests. And so I think that was around the first time that we reached out to them. And that was, I think that was the first time that I had like talked to Susan Seeger. And so she knew me from like the Santa Ana PRA stuff. And then fast forward a year later, when I'm looking and when I'm hearing about this Kulichi town incident and, um, I think, well, you know, if they're stonewalling me trying to get these records, let me just contact UCI and see if they can help out. And so that's kind of, oh, wait, I'm sorry. Hold on. I reached out to First Amendment Coalition and they connected me to Kelly Aviles from Open Government Law. I mean, yeah, Open Government Law. And she was the one who did that first case for me for the Santa Ana police officer headshots. Um, but I had already talked to Susan Seeger by that time come around to LA and I'm looking into a couple different things. Oh, um, for the Kulichi town records themselves and a couple other records, I did have Susan Seeger to essentially sue the city for me on those. Mm -hmm. So there was like, just one, honestly, it's like, it's such a mess. Like just one lawsuit after another that mm -hmm. didn't need to happen to get these public records. Cause right. they should have been public to begin with. Right. Yeah. Um, do the cops ever get in trouble for first lying and saying we don't have these records? Can they can they just I guess say not guilty? I didn't know that they were behind that stove or whatever. Um, you know that's a good question because like I have a letter that says we don't have these records, but then six months or eight months later they gave me those same records, and mm -hmm. so. But I've never like asked the city like, hey, why'd you say this? You know, I think it's yeah. kind of like. I don't know. I, I guess we can just know. we can read between the lines. They just didn't want to give it to you. Yeah, because they knew, and they're they not going to say like in writing. Oh yeah, we didn't want to give right. these to you, right? Right. So, yeah, I don't. I don't know. I mean, shouldn't there be a punishment? Because it seems like it's lying to me. I mean, they shouldn't lie to begin with. I think that's right. kind of where we need to start with that. And if and if your records of like that of pictures of cops, yeah, aren't easily like. It shouldn't be like Trump's Mar-a-Lago records. They shouldn't be like in the in the in the bathroom. Right. They should. I mean, cops have plenty of money. Like I, I assume even in Santa Ana. Yeah. They're they're fully funded. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so they probably have like perfectly organized rooms of records. I would assume. I mean, hopefully. Because Lord knows if they wanted to get your ass, they would find that record real fast. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But, so let, let's sure. let's let's fast forward now yeah, to, yeah, yeah. To, to this case. So I didn't know that. So so you were you were warmed up. You were ready to go. That was kind of your spring training. <laughs> yeah. Now you're in the big leagues of LA. Yeah. And you're like, let me shoot for the moon on this one. Yeah. And, and I think it's tied to somebody else that you interviewed uh, here. Uh, uh, Film the Police LA. Because I, oh. I was watching his. Really? Yeah, yeah. I was watching his cop watch videos. And he's great, isn't he? Yeah. I mean, he does like work that so few people are doing. And so. Um, and he knows the laws, so he's not just like, he just run in circles around them. Really, oh, yeah. it's yeah. like the other day he was yelling at people. He's like, he's like, wait a second, you're SP three for Hollywood. What are you doing in, in <laughs> Northeast? And yeah, the guy's like, connects the dots like that. Yeah, it's just it's great. Um, 
But yeah, I was watching his stuff and I'm like, why are these cops like he'll, you know, he'll ask, what's your badge number or, you know, he'll try to get their face or something. And they'll very obviously either deny, like they'll hide their badge or they will they'll turn around. They'll refuse to identify. And me coming off like the Santa Ana stuff, I'm like, well, I just did it over there. Let me just do the same request here because I'm seeing this pattern of, you know, these cops don't want to be filmed. And so. Mm -hmm. Uh, so there I go. I submit this request, I think in like October of 21 mm-hmm. and <laughs> yeah, it's just chain, How, chain when, of events from there. It's, when did you yeah. finally get it? Oh man. So October it's, it's submitted. And then January of 22, um, the LAPD says, we're not going to give this to you because they're on, they're essentially saying there are so many of these photos and we have to digitize them, which is, to me, that sounds like they're on film. Mm-hmm. And so they're saying, we have to digitize them. And to do so would be such a like burdensome task that we are not going to do this. Mm-hmm. And I just, I, I read that response and I'm just like, you're telling me you have $3 billion <laughs> and you have some film yeah. allegedly in yeah. the room that you can't digitize something that they do at what like sammy's camera or like a local shop every single day hey give give tony pierce (laughs) 10 grand i'll digitize it for you and so it's like it's either that situation or they're just straight up lying right like you know and so um so i sued them it was like so that was january 22 under under what term just that they're using a bogus exemption that the public records act doesn't like, it doesn't apply. Like the covered. way they tried to invoke it just was because, because if this was 1970, yeah. What's the difference? Yeah. Maybe then I'd be then, like, then give me prints. Right, right, right. Give me a photo album. Yeah. Give me a thousand photo albums. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. Like just because we're in digital times doesn't get you off the hook. Right. Or cause you're lazy. <laughs> cause isn't that just lazy? To be honest, that's what it came off as. I'm like, you're telling me you don't want to do this? Like, right. I'm a photographer. <laughs> like, I have digitized film before, and you have $3 billion. Anyway, so did so, you did you go back to UCI to help you? No, uh, not at that time. Um, how how we, did you do this suit then? Yeah, so there was a lawyer, Shakir Rahman. What org that. is he part of? He's part of the Stop LAPD Spying Coalition. Okay. Um, so so he he's like, oh, pictures of cops. Well, right I, up my alley. I approached him as like, hey, like I know you're a lawyer. Can you help out with this? Yes. You know? And so he essentially was like, yeah, you know, let's take this case on. And so perfect. Um, and, it, and when you say that they do it, uh, pro bono, pro yeah, bono, yeah, pro bono. Yeah, okay. yeah. Uh, which is just the right price. Yeah, exactly. Cause I don't have any money. <laughs> uh, Heidi, if you're listening, I don't have any money, but he might, if you keep messing with him, cause he's going to sue you. <laughs> um, so pro bono it is. Um, so yeah, we sued them and that was, I think, I forget, you know, I forget the dates, but it was like, I think it was mid, it was early spring, mid spring, maybe around May or something. Of 2022. 22. Okay. Where we sued them. There's some back and forth between 
my attorneys and my um and the sorry and the city attorney sorry i'm blanking because uh there was another attorney colleen flynn who's one of my current attorneys who was also on that case okay shout out yeah colleen has been amazing and Mm -hmm. she yeah so they both take on that case there's like back and forth between them and the city and what maybe towards september like around september we're hearing that like okay cool they're gonna settle this case they're gonna release these photos um but they can't figure out how to send me uh i don't know 30 megabytes megabytes not gigabytes megabytes Megabytes? yes are these pictures like two i don't know (laughs) they're they're like we'll get them on this one each photo is like kilo i should have brought the hard we'll just give them thumbnails yeah and so they're all jpeg so but the thing is like the city in all of its glory can't find out how to send me like 30 megabytes of data can't you put 30 megabytes in a, a Google Drive? I don't know. I don't know. That's just what the, I'm just telling you well, what they again, said. Well, again, you mentioned the boomers. They don't know how to, yeah. how, to how to work with PDFs either. Right. And so But I, they never send each other big docs? I have no idea. Like and I think I do want to highlight like I was never part of those conversations cuz like as a client, like my attorneys are the ones talking to the city, you know. Right. I I never talk to the city for anything, which is great. Right. And so they're t- so my attorneys are like okay, pretty much we're good to go, but the city needs, like, can you go and buy a flash drive? <laughs> okay. And, and yeah, and so I'm just kind of like, wait, what do you mean? And so they're like, yeah, we, they can't figure out how to send you these files. And I'm like, okay, sure, yeah. And so I go to Staples, grab a freaking cheap little flash drive. I think it was like 16, yeah, something like that, some cheap little thing. And we give it to the city. Uh-huh. And then on September 16th, I get a call basically saying like from my attorney saying like, okay, the city is ready to give you everything. Go to city hall and awesome. pick everything up. So I drive over city hall. I'd be afraid um, there's spyware now on, on that thumb drive. Dude, I was like tripping out. I was like I'm about to plug this into my laptop. Like <laughs> it's going to blow up. It's going to like shoot something out of my screen. I don't know. You know, when you so, picked it up at city hall, were you nervous that it was, was going to go was down? Honestly, it was super weird. Cause I was like, sorry, I'm going to go back a little bit. Okay. So I get this call basically saying like, go to city hall, go pick them up. Mm-hmm. And I remember pulling up to, what is it? Is it called city hall? Like the East annex or something? Like it's where the city attorney's office is. It's not in the main building. So the building uh, to the to it's the got right, the bridge, yeah, yeah, top, yeah, yeah. So that one, I'm in front of there, mm-hmm. and I'm in my car, and some guy comes out of the office, and he's got like a yellow Manila envelope, and he's like, <laughs> Ben Camacho. And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, here you go, and I'm like, thanks. He walks away, and immediately I just open the envelope. It's the flash drive that i bought mm-hmm. uh it's the it's a paper roster because part of my request was the roster for lapd for for what period of time the for, current roster yeah i just said the most up-to-date roster okay um the ro- is a paper roster it was like 90 pages long mm-hmm. uh and because <laughs> they don't know how to digitize shit yeah and yeah i don't know <laughs> like i didn't ask for a paper copy but anyway um and there's a letter from the city attorney right and the city attorney letter oh. says yeah, it says um, this concludes our. This is like to satisfy our settlement. Blah blah blah. Um, there we have redacted 
undercover officers from this okay. release. We'll get into that in a second. And I'm like, dope. Cool. I'm going to go home. And yeah. so I go home and I call my attorneys. I'm like, hey, like, you know, it looks like everything's here. I'm going to look at the photos and like make sure we have all the names and all the like it matches up with the amount of names and the amount of files in the flash drive, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Right. And my computer took forever to open the little flash drive because they just dropped over 9,000 photos into like the parent folder, like into the, into the, there's no folder. Like you plug the hard drive in and it has to load 9,000 files for you to be able to start navigating. Were these big photos? Uh, I mean, I mean, yeah, I, I don't know what you mean by big. Like they're like, they're kilobytes. Tiny. They're okay. tiny files. All right. Um, but they're good enough. They're good enough. Yeah, they're good. Like if you wanted to print them out at Walgreens. They're nice okay. and sharp. You can see them on watchthewatchers.net <laughs> if you're curious. Um, watchthewatchers.net yeah. is where these photos ended yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, Fine. So, yeah. So, Stop LAPD Spine hears about this. And me being no gatekeeper of a public record. Why I'm would like, you yeah. be? Right. And so, I'm just kind of like, okay, yeah, sure. Here. And so... Uh, what was that? I mean, so that was like September and then give the photos and I, I put them up on a OneDrive. I saved them in several different locations, mm-hmm. um, tweeted out the OneDrive. And I remember I, I got nervous because I was like, oh, my God, like maybe I shouldn't put this out. And so I, I remember deleting that in this like weird like paranoia that I had at the time. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, that was like the end of 22. So what 23. were you nervous about? Well, first of all, it's public records. Yeah, that's no, the reason I get she it. gave them to you. <laughs> what were you? What was your ne- What was the negative part of your mind saying that this was going to change things? How so? That nobody, to my knowledge, has ever done a request like this. Has ever released these type this type of data? Did it change things down in Santa Ana? It sure freaked out the cops because I later on did like PRAs for like emails about this request and stuff. And people were complaining to the union. People were saying like we're in danger mm-hmm. and like people were complaining to the chief and all this and that, you know. And so has there been a history of cops being in danger because their pictures are out there? I don't think so. <laughs> did any like, of those cops in Santa Ana get in danger? No. Everyone's fine. Of course. Everyone's fine. Let's let's continue though about your fear. Totally. So was your fear that these cops are gonna retaliate against me if this comes out? Yeah, I mean, I think it was just that, like, all it takes is one of them to be that upset. You're right. You, it only takes one. Yeah. Um, it's, I think that's, like, the the fear, you mm-hmm. know, like, the main one. But, so, then, but that was your fear at the time on the OneDrive. I just, I don't know, man. Like, look, I I think maybe some context is, is uh, needed here because, so that was 22, when I get the photos, but in 2019, so 2018, late 2018, late and early 2019, I was on the border documenting the migrant caravan. Um, and 
the reason I stopped going is because there was a story that broke on, I think it was NBC or something that said that the federal government was had a watch list of journalists, activists, and attorneys that were doing work on the border in regards to the migrant caravan. And seeing that story really kind of like changed things for me because I realized that like I was doing this type of work that is being looked at at a very high level inside of the government. And Mm -hmm. I don't like, I mean, I was just out of college for like a year and then that happened. And I'm kind of like, what does it mean to be on a federal watch list? You know? Mm -hmm. And so there was just extreme like paranoia. Yeah. And about this and like, I mean, sorry about, yeah, about being on this watch list. And so that was like a whole like mental like struggle that I had to like deal with. Like mm-hmm. I had to go to therapy and like, oh, really? yeah, like it was bad. They don't tell you what that means. You know, like, yeah, sure. You're, you're on this list. What are you, but like beyond that, where who, you're going to ask them, Hey, what does it mean? You know, like mm-hmm. you have, you're kind of left to. And, and journalism is a dangerous job. Yeah. Especially like along the border. Like there is like, there's so many sketchy things that were happening. Plus and, like, you look like a Mexican. <laughs> You do. I wonder why. But I'm saying you got, you got the goatee, <laughs> yeah, you got yeah, yeah. the hat. Like, yeah. to a racist, you mm-hmm. don't look like an American to them. I'm using air quotes. Right, right, right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, like, it's dangerous down there for you. Yeah, it was super sketchy. I remember, like, the day that we got tear gassed, we went back to <gasps> this, like... Who tear gassed you? The federal government. <laughs> Our government? Yeah. Yeah, that's a whole thing. Um, November 25th. 2018 if y'all are curious um but uh yeah i mean that day i remember coming back to this space that we were kind of like collecting at afterwards and there was this really weird guy he was asking a lot of weird questions he said he worked for the u.s government but said not as like a police but just as an employee and like just like a really weird vibes and i think and so a lot of weird things happened that day um at the border yeah, yeah, this is mm-hmm. all in Tijuana, and um, fast forward a few months, and then that story breaks about the surveillance uh, happening, mm. and so it's just, I mean, it's a lot, and like now you can see, you can read these uh, in Inspector General reports looking back on that, that where they say like the, this surveillance that they did was valid because there were apparently real fears about like people rushing the border and like attacking America and stuff, and like so it's like to kind of read these reports and then think back to what I felt like in those days is just very like, it sucks, you know? Cause like, mm-hmm. I'm just down there fresh out of college with my camera trying to document and tell stories and then boom, I'm on this watch list. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of the context that like, I come into this like whole APD thing where like, I know that I was on a watch list already. Mm-hmm. And I now made this request that I had to like sue the city over. Mm -hmm. And I think knowing that like LAPD is such a large, like they gave me 9,310 photos. (laughs) I think there were like a couple repeats, but like Mm -hmm. that's 9,000 people. Right. Yeah. And so I don't know, this like fear just kind of like grew inside me. And so, uh, understandable. Yeah. And so like fast forward to March, the watch the watchers website drops uh, the police union loses its mind. Mm-hmm. I think the president like got on the police union president got on. What's that guy's name? Uh, I don't know. He's I know he's like the stepbrother of Stone Cold Steve Austin. No. Yes. 
I love Stone Cold Steel Austin. Yeah, it's kind of don't funny. you? It's kind of funny. Yeah, I mean, I remember him from my childhood. Yeah. Like, <laughs> um, let's let let me ask you this. Sure. So when the when the cops say we have to expunge some of the undercover cops, mm. that's when people like uh, William from Film the Police were saying there's not really undercover cops. Mm. There's some plainclothes cops. Mm. So which is it? Are there undercover cops with the LAPD right now? I mean, I wouldn't know. I'm not an, I'm not an LAPD officer. What I can tell you is that um, in the release that they gave me, they... Here's the thing. It, it's weird because it's like I never, I never really found out whether or not there are undercover officers in there. Um, but I do know that in the class action lawsuit that several hundred officers um, filed, which is the new lawsuit uh, that I'm getting sued in now, uh, there's this thing called a 650. It's like a designation. And supposedly those officers are included in the uh, in the release. Um, but I, I have also heard that like there aren't undercover officers. And Chief Moore on record said that like operations were not affect were not really affected by this release. And so, I mean, to me, that's an indication that there weren't undercover officers at all. So exhibit a of your, of your, of your defense is going to be the chief of police saying nothing, nothing happened. Yeah. And that, you know, that's been cited in the court case and stuff, but like, this is all like, all that stuff is from last year. Right. So like when the news broke of the website and then, Police lose their like the police union association, I should say, loses its mind, and they get on TV. They start saying they start classifying this as a breach, as a security breach, as a data leak. Mm-hmm. Uh, the new like there's like one news station, I think, uh, News Nation, that calls it a data leak. Um, is News Nation is that Fox? I don't know. I don't know. Or is that uh, WGN when they uh, rebranded? I have no idea, but I News gave it, Nation. We'll look it up. Yeah, um, and then so I News think, Nation falsely. Yeah, they called it a data leak. I think Fox also called it a data leak or security breach. And mm-hmm. well, we I, know Fox isn't news. Yeah, but you know, it's 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 right. That's true. But also at the same time, it's kind of like it's so interesting to me, like kind of watching all of this unfold, right? Because yeah. I'm want like I knew. Like, I, obviously, I'm the source of the photos. I see this website come out, and I'm like, dope. That's such a dope project, you know? <laughs> and it's like... Watch the watchers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so it's... And I think framed as like a counter-surveillance tool is such a powerful statement. Why do you think it's so dope? Because, well, like, the framing, like the, the counter-surveillance aspect of it, I think the fact that we can now hold a mirror up to these people... Um, is such a powerful thing because like, I don't know if you've ever used the website, no. but, um, when you go on it, it's just kind of, it says like, watch the watchers and then it's got a search bar <clears throat> mm-hmm. and you can type any name. There's so many cops. You can think of any name out there and there will be a cop named. Are there some Camachos in there? I'm pretty sure. You never looked at your own Camachos? I haven't, but I should now <laughs> and I'll go home. But anyway, um, uh, so they pop sorry. up. Yeah, yeah, they pop up, and so you click on each person, mm-hmm. and I recently had this thought how, like, the format of the website almost looks like a dossier, mm. the same type that they create on activists, the same type that... They do? The sa- yeah, the same type that they create 
So when, um, when you're on a list, mm-hmm. it looks like this list. Yeah, and it looks like the same format that mm. of the surveillance list that I was put on back in 2019. Mm-hmm. And I think that like when police see themselves in that aspect, they can start to understand what they're doing to people. That surveillance isn't just watching people. Surveillance is um, anti-freedom because surveillance is done with the intention of criminalization. And the implication... Right. You're, you're implying that these are bad people. Right. And so when they see their face on there, they're like, of course I'm bad. It's a mirror. And I think like once it, it's like these people have existed in this organization with the lights off for so long. Yeah. And we suddenly were able to turn the lights on instantly. Yeah. And. And, and who knows, in, in a couple of years, they can add data to this. So like, let's say a cop does get a DUI. Mm-hmm. I I would put that into their dossier. Yeah, I mean, that's... or beats his wife, or becomes a proud boy and gets thrown in jail. Like, what a better place to put all that information. Right. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what like Stop LAPD Spine wants to do. Like, wants like what type of data they want to add to it. Mm-hmm. But I do know that they did take the city to court to add heightened weight information for each officer. Hmm. Um, to, if I'm not mistaken, I think they won that case. And so we, they might, I would assume they're going to update the website with that. (laughs) So now we can like see the height and weight of these people. And so I think, I don't know. I think it's, I want to see astrology sign on there too. (laughs) Listen, commander, I realize you're a Gemini, (laughs) but right. (laughs) Because I'll tell you what, some of the information on there, I don't think is important when, when, because some of the information is like how much health benefits they've gotten. Mm. And it's like, that seems like so un- un- unnecessary. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think, I, I think, I think about that. And I said that like four times. <laughs> um, it's like, that's public funds. I know. I think just in that, on that like bottom level, like we need to know how much officers are making in or, total. Right, in total. And like right. where how that money is divided. Overtime, up. I think, is a, a fascinating stat on there. Yeah. I mean, especially in like a city like LA that's got protests all the time, you know. Okay, so let's go back to the undercover. Part. Yeah. Because first of all, I'm not surprised that the union went nuts Mm. that's what they get paid to do Mm. they're there to defend Mm -hmm. their people just like your lawyers are there to defend you but i think also like they not sure yeah they're they're, they they get paid to defend their people but at the same time it's like at least tell the truth you know classifying it as a breach is just factually wrong that's what the union said yeah they called it like a data leak or something like i i mean i I got to find the interview, but they did not say that they were legally obtained and this was a normal thing that can happen under the law. At some point, did they acknowledge that the city attorney gave this to you? Or are they I, still trying to pose it like you broke in somewhere? I mean, I don't know. I forget what the, you know, what the Fox journalist or whoever. I'm just talking about the them. union. I, I don't. The union I, knows that you didn't steal this information or right. it was leaked to you. Right, right. So, right? I, yeah, I mean, but they're not going to highlight that because that doesn't help them. I think it does because it, it if the, if they pretend like you did something that wasn't true and they know it wasn't true, it makes makes everything that they say I, put into question. 
Have they acknowledged that you didn't steal this information, that it was given to you? Has, has the union acknowledged that you got this from the city attorney? Uh, Not maybe that you know in their of. court filings. I don't know. I mean, it's it's been a year. There's been so many things that right, have been fine. said. But I, here's the thing. I can't remember one time where I heard Jamie McBride, the president, saying... Ben Camacho got this through a public records request and they are public records. And we're mad at the city attorney for giving it to him. Because that's what I would say. Right. We're mad. He didn't steal it. They gave it to him and we're mad at the city attorney. Right. So, and, and the chief and Liz, uh, Liz Rhodes, the constitutional office of policing or whatever. Right. Okay, let's go back to the yeah. uh, plainclothes cops now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and so I the get- plainclothes cops are mad. Because they're like, hey, man, we're trying, we're, we're quasi undercover, <laughs> right? Yeah, no. I got an ACDC right. shirt it's, on over here. Yeah, like, I'm trying to do stuff. It's not like they, it's like they, they stick out so easily. They do, you know? don't so they? It's just, it's really funny that they're upset about that. Hey, fellow kids, <laughs> right? They look, they look like cops undercover. Yeah. They got the little earpiece or, you know, you sometimes they have like a bulletproof under or like some type of vest under them, yeah. their shirt. Whatever. They got a cop mustache. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you're not fooling anyone. You man. kind of have That's a cop so... mustache going on. <laughs> no, I don't. But what William showed was they also like group in the parking lot together before yeah. they're about to do something. Yeah, a little like debrief or in or their debrief. plain clothes. Yeah, looking like cops. Sometimes wearing cop T-shirts. It's a Hollywood. Yeah, and I think that kind of like speaks to like the absurdity of it all because it's like you. Let's say you see that, right? Let's say you see them gathered in a parking lot. Nothing is stopping you from taking your phone out and taking a picture of them. That's right. And those are the exact officers that are alleging that they've been exposed. But it's like, right. my dude, you walk around, look first of all, looking like a cop. Yeah. And you have been seen by people who know you're a cop. Yeah. And you've probably been photographed by people who know you're a cop. And what William said is they also go on LinkedIn Yes. And say that they're cops. Yes. They go on IMDb because their yes. biggest joy ever would be to be a, a cop on like Law and Order or something. Yeah. For like two seconds. That's the SIS unit. Oh, uh, okay. So yeah, you're, yeah. you're aware of this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, it was real. That was a really funny thing. Uh, I think a month or two after I got sued, um, people found out that the unit that does like sensitive, like, um, operations that the city was alleging was exposed was this SIS unit. And this unit, many of them had LinkedIn, public LinkedIn profiles that said they were SIS LAPD officers. They had photos of them. They had like, um, like symbols on their guns that show they're part of this unit. Like it's etched one of into the like gun a, that says SIS. Yeah. And one of them's like, like you said, IMDB and just like, he's on a, I don't know. Was he on a movie or something? Like he's an know. aspiring actor. Yeah. He's an actor. Like, cool. Good for you. You know, it's so, but you're not undercover anymore. Right. And so it's like, man, it's, it's so crazy when like I start to remember all these things that happened. Yeah. So yeah. Anyway. So because there would be a part of me that's like, if one of these cops get killed, I'm going to feel sorry. I'm going to feel bad. I'm going to feel responsible. But when this got released, it's like, no, these, these aspiring actors have, have, have revealed themselves already constantly still. I don't think they took down their IMDBs. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised. And so you didn't do anything that wasn't already out there. You just made it official and you made it, an easier database to like look up. Yeah. And I think that's also like another aspect of it. That's 
like really awesome to me is that it's free and it's very user friendly and accessible. So are there pop up ads? No. Has um have you gotten death threats, Ben yes. Camacho? <gasps> From actual cops or friends of cops? Uh mainly anonymous or random people. <laughs> through email, through DMs, how? Uh DMs, email, uh phone calls, texts. Phone calls? Yeah. That might be scary. Is is your phone like? Do I even know your phone number? Like, is your phone number out there in the world? I, I have a public line. Yeah. And so that's where they found yeah, yeah, that yeah. number. Yeah. Okay. So there's that, and then, yeah, I mean, but it was mainly through DMs and email. Um, mm. Like, there's is, I think the weirdest one was like. So this was last year because uh, I recently got one again from this new lawsuit. Mm. Um, but there's some guy from Bakersfield sent me like an emoji of a clock. Oh. Yeah. And I looked up his name and stuff and it matches the name of a Bakersfield police officer. <gasps> but, you know, you can't you, you don't know for sure. But I'm just going to put that there. You know, for sure. I'm not going to say that. But I'm, like this is just it's just. If this was who wants to be a millionaire and these are four four guesses? Oh well, yeah, you're gonna guess that one, right? I would too. Interesting. Um, but it, it's what like does that guy care? <laughs> He's in Baco. <laughs> right. So it's like, I mean, it sucks. Like, because you don't. It contributes to that like paranoia. Mm-hmm. Um, that like I have to learn how to put it in a box and just put it on a shelf and like understand that it's a thing. But am I going to let that take up all the space in the room? No. Why keep going? For all the reasons that the city has sued me for, because it's, I think that first lawsuit was validation that shows me that the type of work that I'm meant to take on is going to push back on how we, on this, I don't know, like police narrative that exists, that police are here to protect us that police are our friends, you know, things that we get taught when we're like in kid, like we're kids and we're, mm-hmm. we see the dare program or things like that. And, <laughs> um, and, but then you start to grow up and you grow up as a person of color, you grow up in a working class community and you start to understand the relationship between the police and the community is definitely not what they're trying to tell you it is. Mm-hmm. And so that's, I mean, that's the reason to me, I think like being an investigative journalist just means that you're, pulling at this thread that you know is there and you know there's something there and what's on the other side it's like government secrets that like they don't want to be out there so you mentioned there's two lawsuits yes the first one was when heidi sued you to get the information back Mm -hmm. even though it's been on these websites Mm -hmm. like it's it's you you called it accurately it's a boomer request yeah like you can't (laughs) you can't unring this bell right it's out there yeah but but performatively, she wants to show the cops. Yeah. I'm on your side, even though she shouldn't be on anybody's side other than, first of all, the First Amendment, right? I mean, she's yes. a lawyer. 
Yeah. <laughs> so of all the laws, the First Amendment is kind of an important law. So she should be on the, the side of the law. Mm-hmm. But she should also be in, on the side of the city, not a portion of the city, the cops, mm-hmm. but the entire city. Yeah. And wouldn't you say that it's in the best interest of the city to have public information available to the public? Yes, 100%. Public records are for the public. I've been saying that since the lawsuit. And and and, and, and I might even, because I'm an uptight black man, say, I'm pissed that I even had to go through this to get this public information up. It should have been up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I shouldn't have had to sue them to get photos that theoretically, if every cop lined up, I could just take a photo of each one and mm-hmm. get the same thing, right? But it's mm-hmm. like, they have this data and they want to pretend that it shouldn't be out there. But I mean, that's okay. not reality. So the first lawsuit was her <clears throat> trying to sue you yeah. to get it back. Yeah. And, and from what I remember, you won that one, right? No, we actually lost that case. Excuse me? Yeah. So <laughs> who, wh- a judge said... Yeah, I can. You need to give that thumb drive back. Definitely walk. And the papers? Were you suing for that too? The roster? Everything. All the data. Give it back. It was was the photos, but yeah. Who was this judge, Ben Camacho? Uh, You don't remember? Beckloff, I think. Beckloff? Beckloff? B E C K L O F F. This is a uh, Superior Court judge in LA? Yes. Yes. Were you shocked by this? I'm shocked. Yeah, I mean, it was insane. Like, look, here's... here's, I'm going to get a little technical because I think the details are extremely important and they're, they're what I've been trying to highlight these past few days. So essentially what happened is that... So, you know, I get sued. We file an, an anti-slap. And for those who don't know, an anti-slap is essentially uh, a motion in court that you're calling out the lawsuit against you as bogus. It's frivolous. It has no merit and it should be tossed out. And so when we got to the hearing, so we, we, there was three rounds of court. The first one was so was to establish whether or not the data that was given to me was property of the city or, or not. We won that case. Why? Because the city actually provided zero evidence in court that there were actually any undercover officers included in the release. Nice. Second, uh, the second, uh, hearing was, I think, um, too light. Actually, I'm not going to, I forget what it is exactly, but so the second hearing we went again. Mm-hmm. And then the last hearing, um, is the anti-slap hearing. Mm-hmm. And that's basically where we had the chance to, okay, like if we win this, this is done. Right. And so we get to that hearing and the you know my side argues double apd spine argues the city argues and we we're not, we don't get told the decision right away but i can tell very quickly that the judge is looking at the situation in a very narrow scope mm-hmm. and so ultimately what happened is that the judge issued a an opinion which is like the ruling right that he completely ignored the first amendment and made the situation look like it's just a breach of contract and so what i mean is that he is saying the judge said that back when i sued the city to get the photos in the settlement i agreed we agreed that undercover photos would be redacted from this release Mm -hmm. i agreed to that by not objecting to that Mm -hmm. because there are allegedly undercover officers in the release and I accepted those photos, I broke that contract. Mm. I broke that settlement agreement. Mm-hmm. And for that reason, 
this can continue forward with the clawback. I see. And so he doesn't talk about the First Amendment. He doesn't talk about freedom of the press, freedom of speech, mm-hmm. because the the website itself is a, is a form of speech. Mm-hmm. Um, he just ruled it as a as a contract issue. Mm-hmm. So I want to I'm going to reiterate that Heidi only won because the judge ignored the First Amendment. The city only won because the city and the cops only won because the judge ignored the law and ignored the fact that the that that the city never said these these people are undercover because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. if the, if she had said that to you hey d- redact these you'd mm-hmm. have been cool with that right well you agreed to it we could have i'm not gonna say that but you i agreed will to say, it by not objecting right yeah because i mean to my knowledge i was like cool like we got them all thanks you know like mm-hmm. i just wanted the photos it's kind of like you shoot for the moon, take as much as you can if you don't get all of them, right? right. That was kind of, I mean, that was, I never, you know, I didn't think it was going to be such a big deal. I was just kind of like, cool, give me everything. I'm going to run, dude. Like, that was kind of my Had outlook. she ever given you a list of, of names that are undercover? No, the only, like, <laughs> the only evidence that they tried to submit was essentially that a cop who didn't say he was involved in the release took a look at the release and said, yes, there are undercover photos. Mm-hmm. But anyone can say that, right? Mm-hmm. So Okay, so you, so you lose you lose hearing number three. Yes. And then let me, before we continue, okay. so I think I do want to highlight kind of like this um, slippery slope aspect of the case. And so what the city is essentially seeking is a prior restraint. It's it's a it's a type of censorship on these photos. It and a prior restraint, if y'all remember uh, the Pentagon Papers. Mm-hmm. Um, landmark case, right? Supreme Court ruling. Mm-hmm. Uh, prior restraint on leaked. So the the Pentagon Papers were leaked government, like leaked military intelligence documents. In other words, stolen intelligence documents. Top secret. Top secret. Like we're at war. Like right. And these are stolen from the government. The Russians given, are gonna love these. Yeah. The New York Times publishes these and. So this goes to the Supreme Court. The Supreme Court says, even in this case, even where the matters of national security are allegedly at stake, the New York Times has a right to these. But here we are in a local L.A. (laughs) uh, courtroom, and this judge who ignores the law is saying, oh, yeah, a prior restraint can happen on these photos. These photos were obtained legally. Right. They were given to me by the city, yet a judge is saying that the type of res- the type of censorship, not even granted to the Pentagon Papers, can happen on these photos. Make that make sense? So what 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 did you guys do after you quote unquote lost this uh, yeah. round? So um, we are. Current- did you appeal? Yeah, we're appealing. So oh, it's it's happening right now. Yes. Where so- where does the appeal go to? Gonna, I think it's being, is there an LA appeal court? I think so. Uh, it's going to be the second. You don't even know. You're, you're so confident, Ben Camacho, that you're like, I don't even know. <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> Send it straight to Clarence Thomas. We're going to win this bad boy. I mean, that's another. Supreme Court is a whole different thing. Cause but I feel like you might be better at a higher court because this guy is a bozo. Yeah. Well, Judge I mean, who again? Beckloff. Beckloff. Yeah. Do we have a, a, a watch the watchers for these judges? I don't think so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> How much health benefits is he getting? I don't know. I don't know. He's a city employee, right? <laughs> True. He's a county employee. 
Same diff, right? Public info. Or elected. I don't know. I don't know how that works. All right, fine. Beckloff. I'm not voting for Beckloff. He was a retired judge. He came in to sub for our normal judge. What? Yeah. So they brought in a retired judge to weigh on this case. You can come in off the bench? Yeah. And it was really weird because after, after the court hearing, we were all in the hallway and he comes out and he just looks at me and he's like, I need a sandwich and walks away. And I was like, what the fuck? He thought you were DoorDash? No. He, I'm saying he was hangry. Oh. So like the homie is sitting on the bench. <laughs> hangry we're in here arguing the future of like public records right and this dude is thinking about a sandwich so wow i don't know just want to i didn't know you there. could substitute retired because i mean that doesn't seem right i have no idea because there's no like his ass isn't on the line yeah he could do anything in there yeah i mean it's, maybe that's grounds for appeal right there so we are appealing, and uh, it's going to be heard in the second, second district or whatever, second district court of appeals. So it is a higher court. Good. Um, Stoplight PD Spine already filed their appellate brief. It's nice. um, you can find it on their website. I think it's really good. When do you think that's going to start taking place? The appeal. I mean, to my knowledge, probably the end of the year. Okay. Something like that. It's going to be a minute, and so. But you don't care because this information's out there now. It's I mean, still the, out there. The info's out there, but I think the thing is, like, the implications of it is what's dangerous. Let's say, let's say things don't go my way again. This means that the government can claw back information that is a public record. From anybody. From anyone. Even if they obtained it legally. But see, that's why I don't think the appeal... I mean... They know this is a dangerous thing. I am with you on the same page, but like I said in the beginning, I feel like a part of me just has to, like, keep the 1%, like, in right. mind. You know? I understand. And so that's why, like, I won't stop talking about this case. But, but this is why Trump didn't get what he wanted. He wanted immunity. Okay. And and people were like, well, what happens if he gets it? And I, I was like, well, then Obama has it. If ex-presidents <laughs> can do whatever... Right. They don't want the half black man to have right. immunity. It's right. never going to happen. And so people were like, but what if it does? I go, it's it, it's far more dangerous mm -hmm. to do this un-American thing that you're imagining than to support the cops or mm -hmm. Trump. Mm -hmm. Like those, both of those groups are going to totally. be fine at the end of the day. No, I get that. And I think that like, um, speaking of, they're coming to get us. <laughs> appeal for the first lawsuit mm -hmm. how is there a second lawsuit what's going on with that yeah so okay i think maybe it was late last year uh after the whole fiasco happens uh we lose the case and then there's a there's a there's like 400 or so officers who sued the city basically because their feelings got hurt and their photos are online yes and in that lawsuit they're essentially suing, I think, for like damages, you know, of whatever. They see a payday. Right. And in that lawsuit, the city filed a cross complaint, which is, it's so, it's like a lawsuit within a lawsuit. Okay. And in that cross complaint, I am being sued and the city is saying, whatever amount this lawsuit 
<gasps> determines that should be paid to these cops, you and the coalition are going to pay. <gasps> Heidi yeah. says you have to pay because she gave you the thumb drive. Her predecessor gave me the thumb drive. Fuhrer gave you? Yes. I didn't know that was the story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was. It was. Fuhrer. Yeah. The man who's blocked me on Twitter. <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> well, I was up his butt for nice a whole year. Yeah, over Lex. Yeah. Any tweet he wrote, mm-hmm. I would say, "What's your problem with black uh, journalists <laughs> who walk in the street and take pictures?" Yeah, it's a valid question. <laughs> How many white uh, journalists who walk on the streets and take pictures have you? Uh, Tried to sue Mr. Uh, Fuhrer. Blocked. <laughs> That's all it took? Nice. <laughs> well, it was, it was months of this. I'm relentless. Meanwhile, I didn't know that you could win on stupid First Amendment laws. Like, it you sounds can, like... You can win when the judge ignores the law. Exactly. Exactly. I, I mean, it speaks to what type of attorney Heidi is. Okay, so the second one, is that a civil case then? If they want money for yeah, you? Yeah, everything is a civil case, thankfully. Mm. <laughs> Why is that, uh, thankfully? Because I'm not being criminally charged. Because you can't go to jail for it, and you don't have the money to pay anyways. Probably. Yeah, I don't know. I mean... Do, is, there a, is there a monetary amount that they're suing you for? Oh, they're... they're it's the, whatever is decided. What What did the cops uh, sue the city for? I, I don't know. I, I haven't really read those filings. If it's 400 cops, they're, they're, yeah, they're also shooting for the moon. Because that's their favorite thing to do. Yeah, I mean... You sue I would the city. Ass, I would assume it's going to be in the millions of dollars. Like, if it's... If it's over four hundred, over four hundred cops, yeah, it's not gonna be five hundred thousand dollars. Four hundred cops. Let's pretend it's five hundred grand each. Sure, that's twenty million. <laughs> Again, I was a poetry major. What do I know? No, I'm laughing because that's fucking hilarious. If that would happen, well, like, but but first of all, most of these cops, as we've learned from Cerise, yeah. don't live here, right? So they would love to get an extra half million from the city that they don't live in, they don't like, they don't respect. It's free money. It doesn't come out of their union. Literally free money. So go for it. That the city's on the hook for and they want to put me on the hook That they're not going to win. They're not going to get. Okay. So that's the second lawsuit. Mm -hmm. And when when do we find out about that? What's what's the next step for the second lawsuit? I believe, so we're going to file an anti-slap on that and then that's going to be heard uh, next month. I think maybe by the end of next month we'll know. And so we're in February right now. Yes. So maybe by the time this podcast, because I'm such a slacker, maybe by the time this podcast (laughs) gets published, um, you'll be heading to court. Will yeah. you will you actually go to court this time? Yeah, I'll go. You have to show up. I don't. I don't know. I I usually go just because like I need I need to know like right away what's it's going on this stuff. But I don't think I have to go. Then again, this case is different, so who knows? Okay, so so they'll do the two the two cases. Mm-hmm. Recently, there was a guy that wrote an op ed mm-hmm. that said, "Never in the history of America has this." <laughs> yeah, the Supreme Court. The highest court of the land ruled that four times already that a prior restraint can't happen on information, even if it's obtained illegally. So you're Here's safe. Here's the exact opposite of the situation. So you're totally safe. Right. So so is there a possibility that, that both of these just get thrown out immediately? Yeah. Great. 100%. I mean, if we win the anti-slap next in March, then... Mm-hmm. Theoret- I mean, look, I'm not a lawyer. I just kind of, I just do my own thing, you know, mm-hmm. but I would assume that right away or very soon after the ruling, the case gets tossed against me. And then 
the appeals court, I don't know how that works, but I would assume same thing. Are you getting any job offers? No. Because you seem like the kind of reporter I would want on my newspaper. First of all, you're Latino, which there's not enough of at the LA Times. Yeah. There's also not enough ads at the LA Times, too, so I'm a little worried about sending you that way. (laughs) But you're Latino. You grew up here. You've, You've done things that even the LA Times haven't done. They don't have a database. And by the way, why haven't they turned those photos into a, a, a searchable database? You think they're worried? I don't know. I they mean, can't be it's, worried. It's, they I know. Kn- I know that they they cited the roster in uh, one of their stories. Mm-hmm. So do you know, remember which one? Uh, which which reporter? It was the it was a story about the. Um, no, is it Labor or? Yeah, it was Labor. It was, him? It was okay. one other. It was a co-authored article about. I see. The cops who were involved in the uh, fireworks explosion of the neighborhood. Oh, and in that story, it says that they used the roster to like identify. So maybe Julia Wick. I forget. I because yeah. that was a good story where they knocked on people's doors. Yeah, that's the exact story. If it's yeah, yeah if you remember, then I think that was yeah. Julia. Yeah, I'm not sure though. Yeah, but Ju- it's like I, I think to me that speaks to like the power of like knowing <laughs> who works at the city. You know. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. So they, so they linked to watch the watchers? They linked to the roster. I don't know. LA Times, just put it on your own database. You know this is kosher. Like, not only is it kosher, it's public information. Yeah, I mean, for some time, like, after... I don't think they've ever published a headshot that was released. So I'll, oh. say, I'll say that. I mean, look, I don't, I don't know. I don't talk to I them think you're like right. this. That's like, I think you're right. I don't think they have. I haven't seen one. Because the, the ones I've seen, I've only seen on Twitter. Yeah. The only the only uh, publication that I've seen publish the headshots is uh, The Intercept. They do... Intercept like, was uh, uh, not Assange. Snowden. Snowden. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, they did like this really cool collage of the photographs. Oh, and, did they? Yeah, and their headlines... Knock hasn't published any of these pictures? Well, I haven't written... We haven't written anything about it, like really, but except they don't like use, statements. They don't use your pictures or those pictures? I don't think we've had an LAPD story in a minute. Hmm. So, but I mean, they're there. They're accessible. I'm okay. going to use them in a documentary once this is all over and stuff. So you're, you're making a doc about all this. <laughs> That's where, yeah, that was kind of like another reason why I made the request. Well, I, no, I didn't. Sorry. I didn't. I, uh, I'm making a documentary about a police shooting that I've been investigating since 2020. Uh-huh. But so that's also kind of where the request came out. I of. mean, th- th- what we're talking about, I think is, pretty damn fascinating especially because you lost one of them because that's wild yeah it's insane in, in back to storytelling sure. in storytelling you want the hero to have mm. a surprise mm-hmm. loss right yeah yeah i mean and I, you had a surprise loss yeah it was, it was from a hangry judge it was crazy that's, <laughs> that's such a great detail i know <laughs> So yeah, I don't know. I guess just to kind of like closing thoughts on the whole lawsuit stuff. Mm-hmm. It's it's just like last year was a learning experiment, like a learning uh, time for me because it's well suddenly my name's on the map for like crazy like stuff with the cops and mm-hmm. I mean like I was already doing like 
groundbreaking reporting with like Santa Ana PD, but you know, like you, it only reaches so far but as soon as you start to touch like LA stuff, it's just the audience, like so many more people are paying attention and being sued the second time caught me off guard. Cause you know, I was, we're coming off the second lawsuit. We're like, fuck, we lost. We're going to appeal second quarter. Like the court of appeal is going to, you know, they're the good guys. They're going to rule in our favor. It's going to be fine. Mm-hmm. We just got to wait for that. Mm-hmm. January rolls around. I hear about this new lawsuit and we didn't actually, we didn't talk about it for weeks and then LA times wrote about it. And then that's when I was like, well, fuck now I got to say something, you know? And so I remember just thinking like, what do I want to do with this? And what does Heidi want to do with this? Mm -hmm. And I just thought, well, you know, if to me, this second lawsuit is Heidi showing her true colors she is anti-press, she's anti-First Amendment, she is anti-transparency, and she's a failure to the city of Los Angeles. She has relinquished her leadership to the Los Angeles Police Protective League, and she's wasting public funds on these lawsuits. And as soon as they get thrown out, then we're going to, I don't know, we're going to hear something about this. And I really hope that uh, Mayor Karen Bass acknowledges these lawsuits because she's been silent. And the fact that she's the mayor and her own attorney is leading this, I don't know what you want, these lawsuits against a journalist and a coalition mm-hmm. tells me what kind of person she is and tells me what she believes. Because when she was on record last year and a reporter asked her if she supports these lawsuits against a journalist, she dodged the question and just brought it back to cops who were supposedly exposed. Mm. And I think LA doesn't deserve leaders who ignore the First Amendment. So if they want to fight, let's fight. Nice. Also, if we wanted Rick Caruso, we would have voted for him. (laughs) Stop (laughs) acting like him. (laughs) Right? Yeah. He clearly wanted to be mayor so bad. He put all of his money in there. Mm -hmm. Well, not all of his money, but Mm -hmm. he put a whole... Come on. Come on, Karen. Be different than him. You know, the the funniest thing... I've only talked about this publicly a couple times, but I photographed a... Uh, an invite-only event for uh, media in L.A. Um, by, well, actually, I'm not going to say it, but mm-hmm. essentially uh, the mayor and Heidi were there because the mayor was going to have, like, a fireside chat with someone, right? And so I had to take the... I was a photographer for the event, and I had to take these VIP photos. So when it came to that session where I'm in the VIP, the green room, the mayor walks in, Heidi walks in, the LAPD security detail walks in and for the entire time that I was taking the photos, Karen could not look me in the eyes. She recognized you. I don't know. Mm. I don't know if she did, but she wouldn't look me in the eyes, even though I'm asking her like, please look at the camera. Um, I have, you know, to be fair, I have heard she doesn't like getting her picture taken, Mm. but she wouldn't look me in the eyes Mm. and LAPD was just grimacing the whole time. And I'm in there just doing my job, and I'm just like, y'all really look like fools. Mid-City. When I say mid-city, what do you think of? I think of the street that I used to live on. Which is what? Allendale. 
and it's, Allendale. Is that with an E or an A? With an E. That's why it sounds. Allendale. Al. They L- pronounce a- it Ellen. A L A N D E L E. Allendale. What was the cross street? Uh, was it Wilshire? Olympic. Oh, you were up there. Mm-hmm. Up there. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. <clears throat> so near the Olympic uh, Medical Center. Yeah, like the building with the black windows. Yeah. Yeah, I could see that from my window. That's my dentist. <laughs> Midway. Midway hospitals across the street. Yeah. yeah so yeah. you were close to the Pioneer Chicken. You're vegan. Yeah, I'm How vegan. would you know about Pioneer Chicken? Is it the one next to Q Steam Kitchen? Oh, I don't know about that. Is there, that a good? Is that a, a good... dry cleaner called Cali Green Cleaners? There's a Dunkin' Donuts there now. Yes. Okay, so we know okay. what we're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a six-way. It's like a yeah, it's effed the worst up intersection. intersection ever. Dude. And then Hunan Chinese food, which is, I never went there. Smart. Okay. <laughs> and then super close to Little Ethiopia. Yes, I did go there. Vegans, Fire. vegans uh, appreciate yeah, Ethiopian yeah, food. Yeah, yeah. So much of it is vegan. I'm so glad to hear that. Yeah. Do you want to talk about Little Ethiopia for a second? Sure. I mean, I don't know too much of it. Uh, For what you know. Okay. I think it's fantastic because to me, that's what a neighborhood is. It can, it can, I think a neighborhood is perfectly fine if it's just one street. Mm. And that's a very unique street. Yeah. Like you could walk there and it's just, I don't know. It feels so, to me, it feels cozy. Yep. You can walk into any store and. Yes. Just like talk to anyone in there and it's, I don't know, something about it just feels cozy. That's the only word that comes yeah. to mind. Do you have a favorite uh, uh, Ethiopian restaurant over there? I forgot the name of it, but it's the one that says like vegan and available or something oh. on like a banner outside. Yes. Yeah. It's also fun to eat with your hands, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The I forget the, it's, I don't even know what it is. It's not non. Yeah. But it's, it's like similar. You it's know. like spongy. Uh... Yeah. It's spongy. So. And it's also fun to eat with your friends. Yeah, and because they give you such a big portion. Yeah. yeah, I don't think I've ever eaten Ethiopian food alone. Same. Because you want to gather around this like big round platter. <laughs> yes, always, yeah, just it's they like, just set it down and they're just like here, here's your feast. So being vegan in mid city, I don't think is hard. Do you think uh, it's hard? Honestly, yeah. It, it is hard. Yeah, it was just like, I don't know. It was. I oh, the only the closest place that I had it was called Q Steam Kitchen. Okay. It was like a steam kitchen. It was I think it was, I think it was Vietnamese. Mm. I forget, but they had these buns. They were like filled with spinach, and it was like really fucking good. Um, but that was kind of it. Uh, aside, like unless I went further to Little Ethiopia, but then I have to cross that six way intersection. Oh God! It's like I try to avoid that. Like. I don't know. I'm very like pedestrian. Like I wouldn't minded. even know how to walk across that thing. I don't think I ever did. Are you a public transportation person? I love the metro. Did you use it there? No, because public trans sucks over there. It does suck over there. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, it's, I'm on the metro all the time now, but like when I, yeah, so it was just. It's not good. Not good over there. I know they they got like the new, uh, what's it called? The new Wilshire station that's going up now. Yes. Uh, Wilshire and La Brea. Yeah. Haven't checked it out, but mm-hmm. that sounds uh, promising. It's open, open? I don't know. 
All right. I know it's closed because they, they were going to give a press conference there recently to talk mm. about it. So, thumbs up, thumbs down, Mid City. Thumbs down, hard thumbs down. <gasps> hard thumbs down yeah. because of the public transpo, because of lack of vegan options, because of the lack of community. Hmm. Well, that corner seems like it's like five neighborhoods all abutting against each other. Yeah, I know because there's like there's Mid Wilshire, there's like Miracle Mile, and then there's whatever is uh, west of Fairfax um, mm-hmm. and little Ethiopia there. That's the exception. But I think, I don't know, man, like I was the only, I think there was, I'm, I'm okay. And I'm really counting from memory here. <laughs> One, two, there was a, there was a black couple, two buildings down. Uh-huh. And then there was one Brown dude at the top of the block <laughs> and everybody else was white. Yeah. Everyone that I saw, okay? And I'd be walking around. I'm taking pictures because, like, I'm a photographer. Yeah. I like street photography. And I would see just, and this never failed. Like, there would always be one person that would, like, look. I could see them, like, looking at me through the window. And, like, the vibe was just, like, what is this? Who is this person? Why are they taking pictures? And just very, like, that, like, white fear. Mm. That kind of, like led to like white flight you know in mm-hmm. history and so it's just like i feel that from mm-hmm. this place and so i would walk around a lot and i'm just like what the fuck goes on here like you guys mm-hmm. everyone's into like production right like, yeah and it's like like cool yeah you know do your thing like i don't really care about that but everybody is in it everybody and it's just like it's so hard to especially relate. in that neighborhood yes like my all my neighbors i think my neighbor was like the first time i met him he said yeah i'm working on a movie and i'm like okay dope <laughs> like and so and everyone in my building same thing and mm-hmm. one time my neighbors had a they were younger than me and like they had a party and everyone they invited i could hear them in the backyard the entire night was just like they were all aspiring actors mm-hmm. and i'm like dope cool like i fuck with your art but like i don't want to hear about this all night <laughs> so <laughs> that was just it was just it's different world you know i'm yeah. not at all into like that world <clears throat> excuse me so being in that environment lack of community and just lack of places that are walkable because olympic mm-hmm. is not walkable nope um just made me just very annoyed at the city yeah so yeah. Well, and 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 the, the fear of photos is one reason I'm so glad that there's the iPhone camera now mm-hmm. because I used to have a, a real camera like yours, but I look like, I don't know, a perv if I'm taking pictures <laughs> of people or a spy or a fed. Like, <laughs> those are the negative thoughts going through my head. Like, why are these people... I was in front of Paramount one day with a camera and just taking a picture of the sign that says Paramount. And Ted Danson in his Land Rover uh, is coming out. And he like hit his face like he's coming out of like a whorehouse. And I'm like, Ted Danson, first of all, not taking a picture of you. <laughs> like, Second of all, you're coming out from a studio. Right. <laughs> a world famous studio. Filled with cameras. Yeah. And suddenly you're, sh- you're camera shy. So when you're out there in the world, yeah. do those voices come to your head like... I shouldn't take pictures of these people or what if they get mad at me? I I'm very conscious of like when I take the picture and if it's like, if I can tell right away that this person is not cool with a photo, then like, I'm not going to take that photo. Mm-hmm. I think, I don't know. I approach photography from very 
I always think about like ethics of like when to shoot and stuff. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, yeah, I mean, the answer to your question is I'm just, just keep others in mind really. Well, Ben Camacho, you're always welcome in my neighborhood. Thank you. You're welcome on this couch. You can, if you need to take a leak, <laughs> you can take a leak. Um, I, I literally take my hat off to you um, for what you're doing. I'm sorry that this is, um, I'm sorry that these officials who know better won't do better. Because they do know better. They know this is, they know the first amendment is a thing. They know you didn't do anything wrong. You asked and, and they gave. Right? Yeah. And they also saw what you did in Santa Ana, I'm sure. And nothing bad happened there. No. Were, were, did they have in Santa Ana any um, undercover plainclothes people they on their roster? Re- they redacted them. Before they gave them to you? Yeah. They, they were professional. Yeah. Wild. Yeah. But here we are. Okay. But yeah, I mean, let's give some shout outs real quick. Right on. Tell me your lawyer's names again. Susan Seeger from UCI uh, Press Freedom Clinic. Uh, Colleen Flynn and Dan Stormer. Colleen and Dan are helping you right now? Uh, They're on the first case and we're all kind of just like still working on the second case. Still figuring out what's going to happen with the second case. You're putting together your dream team for the second one. Yes. And they are the dream team, I will say, because... Dan well, but, is crazy. But I'm saying OJ had like 10 people. <laughs> I'm sure these two are good. Yes. These three. Oh, Susan is on this one too? Yes. Yeah. She, Susan is like the lead attorney. How can people support you? <sighs> do you need Keep support? following the case. Do you want support? Of course I do. <laughs> What's your Twitter? My Twitter is Kamach 0 and that's also my Instagram. Um, they're, they're after us. Can you hear these helicopters? Yeah, America? Every day. They are after us. Um, check out, uh, check ben, out my ben work. Ben Camacho Zero. Yeah. Because there was a lot of Ben Camachos in the world. Yeah. You're, uh, you're not a Zero, by the way. Or do you like Zero? It's just the the other one with the O is taken. So <laughs> I got to I gotta just roll with it. And so it's whatever, you know, I like so it. So Ben Camacho Zero on Twitter. Yeah. Same as same on Instagram. Um, support Knock LA. Okay. Uh, pitch to Knock LA. Pitch. Yeah. What do you mean? To uh, so I'm the photo editor there. I w- I'd love to meet like new photographers and um, publish a photo essay with people. So, so if you're an aspiring photographer, um, and you you've got some cool punk rock pictures of uh, the smell or something inside the smell, <laughs> have you been there? I have been there. <laughs> It's been a long time. Did it live up to its name in the, in the alley? Yeah. 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 It's the real it's, deal. <laughs> right? It is the fucking smell. So if you're, you're saying if you have a, a great photo essay idea, can they email you? Do you have a public email? Uh, yeah. Just bencamachophotography at gmail.com. Okay. Uh, I'm super easy to find online. My I, Today, actually, I nuked my entire website <gasps> uh, and it only has a contact page. Uh, cause I'm doing some rebranding and stuff. Okay. So I just, but I want to keep my contact page up cause I know shit's happening Yeah. and, uh, people need to get a hold of me. So you can find me on there real easy. You can type my name. Uh, but most importantly, just follow the story, uh, support a free press and yeah. Hit me up if y'all need anything. Are you a religious man at all? Nah. 
Well, those of us who are are going to pray for you. <laughs> Jesus, please take care of Ben. We need more of that. him around. You're 29 years old? I am. We need you, man. <laughs> Thank you so much for what you're doing. Thank you so much, Shoney. This is really dope. I'm glad to hear it. How great was Ben? You know who we'd enjoy Ethiopian food with? Our Patreons. When you stoke us, you're saying, Tony, money is the root of all evil. Have some. So shout out to our Patreons. Nancy Romelin, Sean Atlow, Matt Mills, Sean Wallace, Greg and Molly, Jamie Taylor, Mark Johnson, Kira Ann, Barney Grinke, Ben Welsh, Jen Adams, Trevor Wilson, Bree Wild, Dougie Gyro, Christina Up North, Robin Carey, Adam Shorn, Ben from Down Under, Chris from the ATX, Greg Orr, and Phil. To be a Patreon, just go to patreon.com slash here in LA and give until it hurts you. Want to support us, but you don't even know what day it is, quite frankly? You can still help. Post your favorite episode on your Facebook. Start with this one. Tweet this link on your Twitter or on your Threadsers or on your live journal, for all I care, on your Pinterest. But tell your friends. Tell them how Here in L.A. is spelled, and then it's on Apple Podcasts and Google and even the YouTubes. Here in L.A. is produced by myself, Tony Pierce. Music supervision by Jordan Katz. Songs by Orgon and Jordan Katz. <laughs> Sorry, Siri. <laughs> Special thanks to Cindy for creating the logo, Jen for inspiring this, and brave reporters everywhere fighting City Hall, haters, and their own demons to do what's best for the people. Thank you, Patriots.